Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. And greetings in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. Last week we began to look at the lives of men in the Word of God who had to make an adjustment, had to come back in some way or another. And we agreed, I think, that we can identify with these people because we too have had to come back, and for some of us, time and time again. We began our look last week at the man Jacob, the twin brother of Esau, and we saw how that he was a a conniver, a schemer, a dishonest person, in fact. But we can't argue with the arrangement Almighty God makes because the Bible tells us God had chosen him above his twin brother Esau to be a leader. So with that in mind, we're picking up the story from where we left it for last week. But right now, let's ask God. Let's ask God to bless these words to all of our hearts and to challenge us to come back. Wherever it is, spiritually, we have to come back from. Lord, you are the silent listener to our communication today. Somebody listening needs to hear this. And so we pray by the agency of your blessed Holy Spirit that this message might strike home and bring glory to your name and blessing to everyone who is listening today. We also take time, our Heavenly Father, to pray for the state of our world, the turmoil, the upheaval, the corruption in high places, the deception in leadership. We pray, O God, that you, who are the God above all nations, will exercise your grace and power and reach out and touch the nations. Lord, bless the United States of America and all the lands of North America and Africa and Australia and all of Asia and South America, and Latin America. We pray for the people in the British Isles. Lord, we pray for the people who are devastated through earthquakes and storms and fires and crime. Oh, God, oh, God, reach out, touch lives today. And in this brief conversation that I have with You know how many people, Lord, reach somebody. 
with your saving message. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we were saying, we were looking at the life of Jacob, and we left him running away from his brother Esau, whom he had wronged. And he's headed back to Haran, the land from which Abraham, his grandfather, had come. And in this land of the Middle East, God has done and will continue to do extraordinary things. It plays a strategic role in the days ahead when Jesus Christ returns to earth in power to take away the scourge of sin and darkness and to reign in his kingdom reign for a thousand years and then ultimately to take over the entire universe for all eternity. In the meantime, he makes room for you and me to be included in the blessing that he came to give. For God When the time came, sent his son to be the savior of the world and the redeemer of the nation of Israel. This man, Jacob, plays a key role in God's prophetic promise. And he's a picture to us of the fact that God doesn't choose perfect men and perfect women. He chooses men and women and then he perfects them for the ministry to which he called them. Jacob had wronged his brother Esau, and so he ran back to Uncle Laban's house up there in Haran. And you know, we we say it this way, uh, what goes around comes around. The Bible says it, that we shall reap what we sow. And so this deceiver, this terrible deal-maker arrives there and he begins to get a dose of his own medicine because his uncle Haran, in Haran, his uncle Laban was also quite a conniving old guy and Jacob, oh, Jacob was a grown man at the time he went there but he wasn't married and he fell in love with his cousin, and wanted to marry her, the second daughter of Laban. And so they struck a deal. You work for me seven years, take care of my cattle, watch over my farm, and no problem, she'll be your wife. Well, he did, and come the seven years, and the wedding was arranged, and because of the way things were done in marriages in those days, he didn't get to see the face of his wife The veil was over her face. So he took his wife, went to bed with her and realized that he had been cheated. It was the second daughter, not the first one that he wanted. But he was married. And he remained married to her and he confronted his father-in-law and the father-in-law said, well, my escape route is that, you see, you can't get the second daughter till the first is married. Well, He should have told him that up front, shouldn't he? Well, he was just getting a dose of his own medicine. Uh, Stop. I want to ask you, let's be honest with each other. 
Haven't there come times in our own experience when we get a dose of our own deceptive medicine? When God sort of turns the table on us? But you see, God doesn't forget us. God doesn't reject us. God doesn't shove us aside. He makes a way back. Well, we're squeezing into a very few minutes, 20 years of history. Because it was 20 years that Jacob stayed there with Laban because he made an arrangement for the second daughter for another seven years. And when the time came, he'd got her. So it was 14 years was up and he now had these two wives and they were bearing children. And then the great negotiator, his father-in-law, arranged with him to stay another stay another seven years. Stay on longer and I will split my property with you. I'll give you this and I'll give you that. And even then, Jacob had a scheme that made him win out more than he was ordinarily due to. But after six years, he was sick and tired of this. He wanted to go back to his homeland in Canaan. And so he arranged to sneak out and they had a very a great plan, a scheme, and he escaped. But as he traveled along, he was worried to death about Esau and how would he confront his brother, who he was sure was building up anger against him and prepared to destroy him. But in mercy again, God met him. And so he travels down and he comes to a place called Succoth. And there he dedicates himself and his family again to God. Then later God calls him. He says, go back to the place where you met me and made a commitment to me. Go back to the Bethel, the place he stopped when he was on his way out of Canaan into Iran. And my friend, there is a Bethel in my life there's a Bethel in your life, and God is calling you back. God is asking you to stop, to look, to listen. He's asking you to look at his promises for you, his love for you, his provision for you. God wants you back. Well, he got back to the place where he dedicated himself to God. Will you do that today? Will you join me with Francis Redley Havergale in that great hymn of consecration? What a way to begin the year. This was Francis Ridley Havergale's way of saying to God, I want nothing more than to be entirely yours. I am laying my stone at my Bethel. Let it be your prayer. Join me as I read her words to you. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in endless praise. Let them flow in endless praise. 
Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift, swift and beautiful for thee. Take my voice and let me sing. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my king. Take my lips and let them be filled, filled with messages from thee. Take my silver and my gold. Not a might would I withhold. Take, take my intellect. Take my intellect and use every power as thou shalt choose. Every power as thou shalt choose. Take my will and make it thine. It shall be no longer mine. Take my heart. It is thine own. It shall be thy royal throne. It shall be thy royal throne, take my love, my lord, I pour at thy feet its treasure store. Take myself, and I will be ever only all for thee, ever only all for thee. My friend Jacob the twister, Jacob the supplanter, Jacob the deceiver, received the favor of God and re-entry into fellowship with him. God has a place for you. Stop. Turn. He said to the church at Ephesus in the book of Revelation, Return. Come back to your first love. God wants me and you to begin this year with a rededication of everything we are and have. Grant it, Lord, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.